enzyme Omicron is a gaseous yellow compound which was originally used to preserve non-animate organic materials for long-term transport prior to the invention of the mod drive. The enzyme binds to a plethora of materials ranging from oils to meat to vegetation. Primarily it was used to keep food stable and fresh without the need to use cryogenics which had a tendency to compromise the quality of foods. Though it was effective at its given purpose, it was exceptionally dangerous to living organisms. The enzyme would latch onto skin, causing temporary paralysis, then it would typically penetrate the dermis and enter the bloodstream, coagulating blood and attempting to stabilize any organs it came in contact with. Even a small exposure would result in a slow, painful demise. A particularly terrible leak of enzyme Omicron caused the death of an entire colony ship resulting in regulation which banned the use of the enzyme and called for its immediate destruction. Most people agreed with this, and switched back to cryonics. There were, however, exceptions. In factory backrooms and biohazard disposal facilities, canisters go unaccounted for. Destruction manifests are falsified, money changes hands, and factions discover it has more effective uses. Hey, welcome to All That You Know, an actual play Beam Saber podcast. My name is Colin, the GM, and joining me today are Brian. Hi, I'm Brian, also known as Harold or Hex. Adam. Hi, I'm Adam, also known as Joseph or Mirage. Zach, also known as Wyzak. Hi, I'm playing Garrett Hart, call sign Geist. And Ewan. Hi, I am playing Loyal with the Empath playbook. Thank you, everyone. So, it has not been long since your trial by fire in the East City, and already you have all been sucked into the lives of pilots. Your days are filled with maintenance, drills, tactical review, and a few moments of free time. For Geist, this is all too familiar, perhaps even pleasant. You return to your old routine as if you hadn't spent half a decade in a coma. Joseph, for once you are given direction, a strange sense of normalcy where you are, with few exceptions, performing the same tasks as your human counterparts. Hex, surprisingly, being a pilot involves a significant amount of paperwork. Every round of ammunition, every spare part must be requisitioned and accounted for. That is, assuming you get them through the proper channels. Your ability to bend the rules makes you invaluable to the Duskalites, though it's a little too familiar. Loyal, having been in the pilot division already for the last year, this is just business as usual for you. There's no denying that now you have far less resources than you used to. Even something as basic as diagnostics tools or spare parts requires you all to borrow, scrounge, and sometimes bribe. You're all going to receive your briefing soon, but before we get to that, I want to know what you're all doing when you receive it. Like, where are you and what are you doing? And I'll start at the top again with X. X is handling some of that mind-numbing paperwork that's all too familiar. He doesn't let his disappointment show, though, and uh, he seems almost happy to be kind of in familiar territory. And where are you? I imagine, is there like, I don't know, not a library, but like an admin area? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure there's like some offices. Yeah, he's, he's chilling at a desk. It's, it's pretty unremarkable. Standard computer station. Geist. So Geist is, um, when he receives the call, he is in our um, 
oh, I, I believe it's called the repair bay. It's like whatever, um, whatever upgrade we took for our playbook that like gives a bonus to the enhance action. Um, yeah. and he's there, he's tinkering with the changeling. He's like, he kind of, um, is very particular about doing a lot of stuff with his frame himself, especially a lot of things that, uh, are normally handled by like whatever routine maintenance people we have. So he's like loading up his own ammunition belts and like performing final system checks. And he's kind of always just uh, tinkering with it. And so he is in there uh, keeping himself busy when he does get the message. Great. Uh, Loyal. So Loyal is in his shitty little human apartment that anytime someone sees him inside of it, he looks extremely out of place. And he is in front of what is known to some dolphin kind as a cymatic reliquary. And this reliquary is an object that has a lot of different containers that contain water from different significant places that are significant to the dolphin who owns the reliquary. And he is using it for the purposes of divination. And he is asking it some pointed questions, looking for guidance. If someone was in the room listening, all they would hear is echolocation clicks and whistles. He's not using his translator to talk to this. And how is the divination going? He looks frustrated. <laughs> He's not getting what he wants from the somatic <laughs> images in these waters. And Joseph, what are you doing? I think Joseph's in the cafeteria fiddling with a very familiar chess machine when he gets the call. <laughs> That's in the pilot lounge, not the cafeteria. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Okay, let me do that again. <laughs> so Joseph, he's you won't fucking believe what he's fucking doing. All right. <laughs> he's hanging out. He's jacking off. He's going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting numb. No, okay. He was in the pilot slash. Yes. Great. <laughs> I'm excited to work with that audio. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the pilot's lounge uh, fiddling with the chess machine and then someone said let's go and he be funny but when, did, when did he jack off he definitely jacked <laughs> off you didn't see it okay robots are pretty quick <laughs> it happened off camera yeah. jack in jack robots, off jack in okay there you, you took it was job. like for one picto-second <laughs> so you all receive your briefing summons um, either on whatever electronic devices you have or heads up displays I imagine it's a little different for everyone. And for Joseph, it might just be like built into your brain. My eyes. Ow. <laughs> School time, Joseph. Wake up. <laughs> uh -huh. um, and you go to the usual conference room, the one you've been into one time before. And Miss Westedge, Nyla, is there. And she like lets you all sit down. Doesn't really say hello to anyone. Just kind of jumps into it. She says, this is going to be a lot. So just listen carefully. There are two main phases to this plan. Recently, clusterist-affiliated eco-terrorist groups have been sabotaging a chemical refinery in the Alcus River Valley owned and operated by members of the Corporate Council. While this would typically fall under the umbrella of corporate security, a vortex in the ice desert has prevented effective troop transport from the Caldera Lake region. As a result, we have brokered a deal with the Corporate Council to provide a squad for them to use in this operation, and in exchange, we will receive a donation of supplies to help our efforts. At this point, Nyla places a flare gun on the table. However, due to the terrain of this area of the River Valley, sending you in with frames would alert the groups and cause them to go to ground. So we'll be sending you in first outside of your frames, 
You will be briefed on site by a member of the refinery security team. Then you will locate the clusterous groups in the forest of the river valley, call in your frames, and neutralize them quickly and efficiently. She shuffles some papers and takes a deep breath. There is, of course, a more important aspect to this mission. This refinery is unique in that they use a proprietary enrichment technique for incandescium rods. This is a well-kept secret and exceptionally valuable. While you're in the refinery, before you deal with the terrorists, we'd like you to get documentation, either digital or physical, for this technique. The peacekeepers will be selling it to an off-world bidder to help fund our struggle. Usually, we would have our stealth teams handle this, but unfortunately, your team was requested by the council by name. In brief, your objective is twofold. First, locate and extract the enrichment procedure from the refinery. Second, locate the eco-terrorists, call on your frames, and drive them out. I know that was a lot. Any questions? So, let me get this straight. Not only are we being called in to do a hit job on behalf of the corpse, but we're also stealing from them. Yes. Guys shrugs. Uh, Joseph raises his hand. Yes, Mirage? We were requested by name? Yes. After just our one mission. It does seem that way. Lil asks, How reactive are incandescium rods? Are they fragile? Should we be afraid of explosions? If they're not refined completely, then yes. So any storage tanks in the facility will be exceptionally volatile. But you won't be, hopefully, doing any shooting inside of the facility. Avoid shooting inside facility at all costs. Understood. What is corporate security like inside the facility? What kind of... uh... Resistance are we going to be looking at when we're trying to surreptitiously steal their secrets? You will be undercover from most of the personnel. Uh, Only the security team will know your actual purpose there. They are limited, to say the least. Most of their security is on the outside, trying to deter the terrorists. But, as I said, a lot of their forces have been cut off, so it shouldn't be too difficult, especially since... The security knows that you are working for them. Loyal also says, speaking of cover, I have a, he kind of looks around, different body shape than most other life forms on this planet. Will this be an issue? No. Your cover, and this is complicated as there are multiple levels of your cover, but the corporate council is sending you in under the guise of being off-world inspectors. Uh, So, they're more used to these variable body shapes, and luckily, your squad isn't too publicized at this point. Good to know. Will it be a problem, you know, going in there, strapped up for a battlefield role? Most likely, it'll draw attention to you. Uh, At least a couple of you will need to pretend you are inspectors. Uh, The others, I'm sure you might be able to get away with a bodyguard cover story. Very well. Head immediately to your hangar to prepare your frames for flight. Your pilot will be there to load them into the high-orbit transport vessel. Tomorrow at 0700, you will meet with our cancel contact in the Council High-Rise Office 61-91-2. A private council aircraft will take you to the refinery under the guise of a regulatory inspection at 0900. Wear your plane clothes if you can. The Raptors will not be able to come with you on this mission, but your scout squad, the Sparrows, will be able to. And with that, she lets you go. So, you all get to the hangar, and just outside is this mid-sized VTOL transport ship. 
which has clearly been through some shit. There's a patchwork of mismatching plates that are bolted on. The glass of the cockpit is almost a mosaic of this melted-together recycled glass. You might even see, like, a brand of beer somewhere on that, uh, <laughs> that glass. <laughs> Outside of it is a stout fellow wearing a flight suit and a loosely buckled pilot's helm. He jogs up to you as you all approach, and he says, Oh, howdy, pilots. Nice to meet ya. I'm worthy. I'll be carrying your babies in high orbit for when you need them. Uh, mostly going to be engines off, so nobody on the ground will detect me, but uh, once your flare goes up, I'll be able to get your frames dropped pretty fast. Like, I was going to say, what, what, can, what can we expect as far as uh, estimated time of arrival after we pop the flare? Oh, not many minutes. I'm a pretty fast driver. We'll be counting Lyle's on just, you. Lyle's just floating around the side of this contraption, poking at it with his creepy little robot arms. <laughs> he turns to Worthy and asks, how, how long has this Star Drifter been in service? Well, it really depends on uh, what you consider the ship to be. None of the original parts are really there anymore. I see. <laughs> the dropship of Theseus. <laughs> I love it. Uh, worthy gestures to a young mechanic currently installing rapid descent thrusters on Loyal's frame, the Nautilus. I'm sure you've all met Gopher, your runner. If you need any assistance with getting your frames prepped up, he'll be able to. The kid is damn quick. I think I've got mine handled. Uh, the changeling has uh, some fairly advanced boost mobility suites built in, and I can interface with them remotely. Unless you have anything else you want to do or interact with, you can just get to work on getting your frame set up. All really you have to do is you're going to outfit these rapid descent thrusters, which are used for landing from high orbit without them going splat, and then just walk them into the transport, uh, sit them in their, I guess, drop seats, and strap them down. And that's it. Yeah, uh, Geist gets his frame set up and then kind of boosts it out, does maybe a little, little little burnout or a little circle or something with his hover boosters on and then uh, walks it up into place and gets it latched in. Beautiful. Anyone else do any special preparations? Any kiss on the cheek for your frames before they go away? <laughs> I do that no. privately when I'm no. piling it into the hangar. My little communion. Harold just gives it two little pats. <laughs> the universal Just sign of, hey, you're at rest. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Geist does do something, something that he hasn't done before. So he he walks the uh, the changeling out like to where the ship is, and then he he's going to transform it from speed mode into combat mode because he's expecting a hot drop. Um, so it's kind of like uh, clanking and sliding of plates as the whole thing kind of shifts and changes into a kind of a less maneuverable configuration, and uh, what looks like a very large high-tech-looking gun kind of assembles itself along, like, the back of the frame. Um, and then once it's completely transformed, he kind of a little bit more clumsily uh, stomps it over and uh, gets it latched in. Because ideally, we're... Well, not maybe not ideally, but I suspect we're going to be dropping right into it, so I might as well be in ass-kicking mode in preparation. Wait, I have a cool little flavor text that I can do for mine. After Sunlith, or Loyal, after Loyal is done putting his frame in the hangar and exit it, exits it through the latch and the front. The, like, what are they called on a mech? The, th the thrusters? Whatever gives it 
flight. Whatever gives They're it thrust. They're in the shape. Whatever gives yeah. it thrust. The thrusters are attached to these fin-shaped metal protuberances. Like Sonic the Hedgehog spikes. Greebles. <laughs> I feel like I need to go look at a picture of an airplane and look at the words on them to be able to describe this. There's Anyways, wings. Wings there's some fins. fins. There's some fin-shaped thrusters that emerge from panels on the side of the frame and also go into active combat position. So, you... Everything goes smoothly. Uh, you march your frames in the Worthy's aircraft, and you probably can't help but wonder how it's even capable of holding these massive frames without falling apart. Um, like, the ship... You can hear it rattle as you're walking in. <laughs> 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 and then... From there, all you have to do is you have to wait till tomorrow morning, and then you are going to be going to the council meeting in the uh, corporate council tower in central Brea City. Do you have any thing you want to do prior to that? Any like pre-mission rituals, last mission, like simulation trainings, or anything like that? Ooh, is there a simulation training place? There's got to be. That's cool. I'm in that shit. Uh, this is the same council that asked for us by name. Just don't... yes. Okay, then, yeah, just just back to the simulations. Yeah, Geist uh, probably hasn't, like, as a pilot, he probably didn't fight in the infantry sense too much, but he knows that he's not really much of a talker or much of a liar, so he just uh, spends some time at whatever our unit or even just, like, our military as a whole has for, like, a training area so he probably spends some time renewing his familiarity with the use of like some basic guns like a an assault rifle or a shotgun and then maybe uh practices just like some basic cqc techniques and uh maybe kind of uh silently laments to himself that his new shitty mechanical body isn't nearly as fast or responsive as his real one was but he's practicing he's trying Joseph, anything? <laughs> no, he's going back to the chess table. He didn't like being interrupted. He's going to keep going on that. <laughs> Great. Um, okay. Yeah. What are the simulations like for, you know, like soldiers? I'd imagine like flight, it was like flight sim for the suits, but I'm curious. Um, I, it's kind of whatever you want it to be. I, I imagine there have been budget cuts, so you don't have like the top of the line stuff anymore, but you get like, I guess pods almost that simulate, you know, your exact frame that you pilot. You like upload all the schematics and it simulates it and you can do like target practice. This person like pre-made scenarios, like extract the VIP um, that are like <laughs> combat games with realistic haptics, make you feel like you're really being shot. That's sick. Hex loves this. Hey Hex, you <laughs> want to go to the training pods together? Give me some fin. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would if he says I that could. Tongue in cheek. He actually says that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you all, you. you all do that that stuff together or separate in many of your cases, and you arrive at the council high rise the next morning, uh, shuttled by an inconspicuous private driver who works for the corporate council, and inside the council tower is. Deluxe, by far the most ostentatious building on the planet, if it wasn't for the crater in the lobby where stray artillery had landed. 
It would be a pretty high-class place besides for that. The front desk checks you in, issues you these spiffy visitor cards, laminated and all, and directs you to a maglev elevator up to the sixth floor. After that, it's just a short walk down a carpeted hallway to office 61-91-2. A placard on the semi-luminescent frosted glass stands out to you, reading, September Bluth, Union Liaison. If you winched before, he winched more at that. Uh, and Hex, I think it clicks into place for you just now why the dusk lights were requested for this mission. Yep, he doesn't. He he noticeably looks tenser to anyone else in the group. Notices this instantly because I am a psychic. Hmm. Me and empath. <laughs> Hex looks pissed. <laughs> Confused by this, I thought the bureaucracy would <laughs> calm <laughs> Hex. <laughs> it's almost therapeutic. <laughs> A little scanner on the door scans all of you and says, Mr. Bluth will see you now. And the door slides up into the ceiling, letting you in. And you enter the office. It's large, comfortable, and decadent. At the far end of the room is September's desk, an imported alien design with a stimulating fractal pattern on it. He once bragged to you, Hex, that the species that created these desks were now extinct. And he even showed you a certificate that verified this very fact. In the center of the room, of course, is a recessed conversation pit, a deluxe collection of xenoleather furnishings which are available to you. And in the center of that, a whalebone table with a decanter of an exotic, expensive, psychoactive beverage known as Township Royale. September is already sitting down in this center area and gestures for you to come join him. He makes a very big grin at you, Hex, and he says, Harold, it's so good to see you, my boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to fuck. Long time no see. It's just all hex replies. Now, imagine my surprise when I called over to your office and I find out that not only were you no longer a supply chain operations manager, but had transferred to be a pilot. Quite the uh, horizontal move, wouldn't you say? Not all of us are looking to move vertically, sir. He just kind of looks around the room. He chuckles again. Well, I hope you'll work in the fields as thorough as your paperwork, my boy. Please, take a seat. He does just that. September makes a gesture in the air, and the room dims and takes a golden, almost candlelight ambiance. Holograms appear out of the air and show a number of things. You see the refinery, some fuzzy pictures of masked individuals hurling firebombs at equipment, and maps of the area around the refinery. And September speaks up. Now, I know you've already been briefed by your commander, so I'll keep it brief. And he chuckles at his little joke. We're sending you to defend the refinery, locate the source of these clusters terrorists, call in your machines, and wipe them out. Simple enough. Our head of security will provide you with additional resources and information as needed. We've chartered a private craft to take you to the refinery under the guise of a regulatory inspection. It's not impossible we have a rat amongst the staff, so don't mention your purpose to anyone except the security team. Your craft leaves in two hours. It shall pick you up from the top of this tower. And with that, he gestures again, and the lights come back on. He takes a sip of his drink and points to the door, which opens at his indication. Ice just kind of uh, stares at him, starts moving. He doesn't say a, doesn't say a word. Loyal floats up to Mr. Bluth after having spent most of the time examining the whalebone table. It's real. And asks... <laughs> oh God, how horrifying. <laughs> and asks in a very polite, modulated tone. Mr. Bluth, I am curious to know how you got your initial connection with the Peacekeeper's Force, if that is not too much to ask. 
Now, what do you mean? The corporate council and the peacekeepers have been in cahoots since the first, well, I wouldn't call it an invasion, but uh, peacekeeper operation, shall we say. So you would call yourself a philanthropist funding the end of this war? Oh, absolutely. I am a kind-hearted man with only peace in mind. I see. Thank you. He just starts floating away again. (laughs) (laughs) Any other questions or comments for Mr. Bluth? Uh, Hex is just, you know the Arthur meme where he's clenching his fist? (laughs) 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 Just kind of that in the corner. Beautiful. Not quiet. There's there's something going on. I just want you guys to know, you're going to see this guy a lot, just because as soon as I figured out I want to do an antebellum voice for him, I was like, I want to talk to this guy as much as possible. I feel like I'm watching <laughs> Glass Onion right now. Okay, what is his organization name right now? The, he works for the Corporate Council specifically. He represents a number mm-hmm. of corporations as the corporate union liaison. Council. Oh, he's a pro-union yeah. guy. Wow. Yeah. How progressive. He must be nice. I can't help but imagine him looking like uh, Everett from... Disco Elysium. Fun fact, that was his original voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, friends. <laughs> Mr. Bluth is helping me find my gun. <laughs> um, so, you guys head up to the top of the council tower, and when the time arrives, uh, you're, the sparrows are here with you, too, your scouts. Um, you know, they're just hanging out. And when the time arrives, a sleek private aircraft um, comes down and lands on the top of the tower. A hatch opens up beneath the craft, and a pale blue beam of light illuminates a circular area beneath it. Those of you with a technology background or a taste for the finer things might recognize this as a gravity lift, an exceedingly expensive and advanced piece of Uro technology, which does about what you expect it to. It lifts you up. Hell yeah. Does this use Europa technology? No, this is beyond your open technology. This is literally oh. expensive alien technology. Oh, yeah. I'd like a citizen, would you encounter this? Like, at maybe like a fancy place, or no? Um, no, this is like someone who lived in poverty encountering a private jet. Okay. Damn. <laughs> so it's, it's like, this is like 1% shit. But like in the future, Absolute so it's like the whistles. 0.1%. <laughs> Yeah, guys kind of looks around uneasily. He's not sure what the hell to do. It is also exceedingly decadent because it would like the stairs would be like three feet tall. So the fact that they bought a gravity <laughs> lift to lift lift you like six feet into the air is like almost <laughs> insulting. We're country bumpkins. Um, so next, you lead the way. Yeah, he he whistles and he's he's seen how to do this. You know, in, watch a pro. You've seen it in Forbes. <laughs> yeah it's more like wow this is the real deal um and it gently pulls you up into the aircraft with all your luggage um it like it's kind of like the lifts from halo except much more gentle it's like it pulls you up and just like gently deposits you in the cabin and everyone follows the scouts are kind of sent back to a it's like the i guess it's like the coach version of this private jet where it's like a little less nice. And I'm going to explain to you <laughs> why it's so nice. Another very decadent scene. More xenoleather chairs. This impossibly deep black carpet, which is interspersed with these luminous yellow stars that like glint up at you. 
and, of course, a full-service drink and snack bar staffed by an autonomous robotic servant named Reginald. Uh, a voice comes over the comm system. Welcome aboard, passengers. My name is Captain 922. We'll be taking off shortly. Our flight time should be just under two hours. If you have any questions for me, please use the call button located above any of the sitting areas or have Reginald bring me a message. Geist is kind of, um, I mean, so he's done up in like the bodyguard security guy role, but he kind of uh, sort of uncomfortably sits down and looks around and then he looks at Hex and he's like, do these corporate pricks always fly like this or what? Not the kind I worked with. <laughs> Hex is thinking of some of his other colleagues and they're less than refined tastes. Are there snacks like within reach or... Does Reginald there, have to get them? There are both snacks within reach, and there's like a menu on like every side table Ooh. saying things you can order from Reginald, and this includes things like fresh sushi. Is there? Hex turns to guys, but we're not paying for it, so take advantage of it. And he orders some sushi. Ooh. Hell yeah! Loyal is hovering somewhat excitedly next to the sushi menu. He doesn't want people to know that this stuff is really cool, and he says in his Young Finn's dream of getting that hover tech implemented into their exopods, but not many dolphins are rich enough to be able to say they've ever used one. Geist doesn't, um, he kind of just sits there. He can't really eat and he doesn't want to drink, so he just kind of, uh, sits stiffly in the incredibly luxurious chair provided and just kind of, uh, looks around and maybe just like, repeatedly performs little gear checks to keep his brain occupied the chair detects that you're feeling a little tense and so the automated <laughs> massagers turn on <laughs> guys just jumps up like what the hell <laughs> guys draws this fire there's phosphorus in the chair he just opens fire <laughs> the chair fired first no he does kind of Jerk forward in his seat, though, when it unexpectedly starts to uh, vibrate. He kind of uh, finds an excuse to stand up and walk around. <laughs> Do we know how long this journey will be? Just under two hours. Uh, are there movies? Yes. <laughs> there are movies. There are, like, full fuck. I mean, I, I don't know if they have deep... Actually, no, they definitely do. They have, like, deep dive um, stuff. There's even, like, things that say, like, one of the program selections is, like, past time which will just basically cut out the entire flight for you as long as it's on your head so you will just put it on and then next thing you know you'll be there damn god i, I wish we there. had those in real life yeah fuck that yeah, sounds amazing cool. i hate flying so much don't um, use those they delete your brain cells <laughs> <laughs> is worthy yeah. is loyal telling us that <laughs> yes yes <it> is. <laughs> your sushi comes reginald prepares it for you expertly um, probably better than any human ever could no offense. Wait, Reginald does like in front of us. Yes, he cut. He he pulls out like a local fish, probably from the Alcas River Valley where you're going. Like slices into it with like a little knife that comes out of his arm and prepares it right in front of you. Damn. Hey, Hex uh, compliments Reginald for his work. This is this is the nicest sushi I've ever seen. Thank you, Harold. <laughs> Loyal takes like three or four slices of this freshly cut sushi with his little arms and positions them at a random point like above his pod and in the glass this opening appears that's like right above the water like not 
at a point where the water would like spill out of his pod if this was opened. And then he drops the pieces of fish into his pod with him and then kind of like swims around and bites them and eats them. You see little bits of like fish floating around in his tank with him. I think Joseph is sitting away from the three of you in the back and just staring out the window the whole time, just looking at it. The flight is incredibly smooth. You barely feel the vessel take off. And as you fly, you get a good view of the riverlands below, pockmarked with tributaries, clusters of trees, some smaller towns. And during the war, a majority of the fighting took place here. You used to have a fire blade base out here where you operated out of if you were deployed then. Um, and even now you can see remnants of battlefields and these small village villages of scrappers that popped up around them, you know, cannibalizing all the fallen frames and debris left behind by each side. Um, and after the two hours is up, you arrive at the refinery and exit through the grav lift floating gently to the ground. The refinery is a large fenced facility covered in pipes, smokestacks, conveyor belts, and catwalks. At the center of the facility is the primary structure, which serves as the final processing plant, the packaging area, as well as the offices. And this is where most of what you're going to do is going to take place. Um, an attendant greets you as you come out of the craft and tells you to follow her to your quarters. Um, and she tells you that once your bags are dropped off, she'll escort you to the head of security for your meeting. And this, I believe, is where we should discuss your plan for this operation and roll your engagement roll. This operation is going to be a little different in that you're going to start in a controlled position regardless of what you roll. However, what you roll will determine the status of a clock that I have. And you can actually see the clock in Foundry. Um, it is under player visible clocks, and it is question mark, question mark, question mark. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I had forgotten about Joseph's AI torture, so it's good to have a <laughs> reminder that that's still there. That's still there. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay. I love mysteries. Gamers. So this is the engagement for like the first part of this where we're like trying to steal the fuel rod plant, right? Yes, this has this to is... be a deception or a sneak or whatever it's called. Yeah, so actually the sheet, so this be this um dual sheet that Colin gave us is kind of similar to the Blades in the Dark one in that it has a lot of important game information on it. So if you scroll down below your uh, vehicle gear, it actually tells you what the different plans are right there in a little box. Oh, look at that. Yeah, so your options are assault, deception, scientific, social, stealth, and transport, and you need to provide a detail with each of those. Like for deception, it is your method of deception, and stealth, it is your entry point. We're not trying to not be seen, and we are trying to deceive. Yeah, I think that um, since we don't... I mean, assault would be stupid. Deception's probably good. Scientific doesn't make any sense. Social only makes sense if we know somebody who's in here, uh, which we don't. Um, and stealth would be risky, but I think is our other option, uh, especially since Joseph is a uh, sneaky guy. That's me. Uh, that yeah. would be our option. But because we already have a fully established cover in place, I think deception is the best one but then the question is what exactly is our angle going to be because basically we're in here as inspectors and we're trying to basically steal the Krabby Patty secret formula for <laughs> mega uranium rods exactly. what level of clearance do we have as inspectors <laughs> so here's the thing about you being an inspector it is a cover 
so that the corporate people, if they have a rat, don't know what you're there for, except for the head of security, who you have a meeting with soon. And mm -hmm. that person will be telling you what they know about the clusterist so you can handle them. Um, so you don't actually have any clearance. It's just a cover to get you into the facility and like a reason why you'd be walking around to this meeting. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, you're also not locked into deception if it's just your starting thing. Like you could both do deception and like send Joseph off. Yeah, um, yeah so while do. you distract. Um, both are perfectly valid options. Maybe we learn more. I was just going to say, are, were we provided with any intel as to where this information might be housed in this facility? No, but based on the layout of the refinery that you've been supplied with, it would be bizarre for a server room or any plans to be stored anywhere except for the, this main building. Everything else is very industrial. So basically, I guess that's up to um, Adam if Joseph wants to go secret agent man while we kind of run interference uh with our with our sort of inspector cover i i guess my only other question is for the mission parameters as the corporation knows them to be true is there literally any reason for us to be in this facility at all besides just going to this meeting with the security um it is not entirely clear how much they have disseminated this story i think the average employee has been told your inspectors. There will be inspectors here today, so don't worry if you see unfamiliar faces. Okay. Um, so you might be able to leverage that. We could um, get far with that. But also, if you roll bad, we can I, I will be like, you can't leverage it. Because like, this is how the mm -hmm. system works. Is Yes. <laughs> how well your cover works is completely dependent on what you roll. I know what I want to do when I get in here. So when they will help Joseph out, just like be making a passive sonar map of every room I am traveling through. It'll be shitty because we're not underwater. <laughs> I can be able to see through walls minimally and see kind of what's through the other side, depending on how well I roll. So yeah, maybe we can two-prong it then. We can have the stealth team, which is probably just Joseph, because I don't think... I doubt anyone else has Prowl. I'm too big to sneak. Yeah. I'm too bureaucrat. <laughs> And I'm too loud and clanky for all of my cybernet. So does, is Joseph okay with the idea of basically trying to creep around? We'll kind of do like a hybrid deception slash stealth plan. Mm -hmm. Where like, yeah. we, our deception is that we're, uh, you know, we're, we're inspecting. And then the stealth entry point would be, what I don't I know. Find with my sonar. Yeah, maybe we find an entry point for him. Maybe he, like, starts off coming in with the inspectors and then, like, kind of just, like, breaks off and climbs into a vent or something. What do you, what do you guys think? Put him in the laundry basket. <laughs> I'm, I could get small, so I could probably go through a vent. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Snake! Okay, <laughs> we're choosing deception to start. Let's go. Okay. Wait, so am I getting uranium rods? Is that the plan? No, the, getting... the, the recipe. The recipe, the Krabby Patty. <laughs> They're not all uranium rods. They're called something else. It's called incandescium, if it matters. Something much cooler. Plutonium. Unobtainium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the point is that this is like some kind of like proprietary corporate like manufacturing process that we're stealing the info on, right? The only gotcha. way you can mm -hmm. make incandescent bulbs. I'm looking for files. Yes. Yeah. Digital or physical, but probably digital considering the setting. Okay. And let's get into the engagement roll. Also, before we make the roll, you all need to decide what your load is. Uh, it is like your mech load, but it varies from mission to mission. You're going to either choose light, medium, or heavy. 
Um, I was thinking medium for Geist because I am kind of just the muscle. I was thinking light to make myself less conspicuous for when I invariably roll terribly and have to lie. If that matters, if that helps me in some way. It does. Not having guns okay. on you does matter. Yeah, I don't have guns on me. Do you get one yeah. gun if you're light, or do you get nothing? You okay. get three load, and it, you can spend it on whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, load matters light. for you because it's not, like, it's how conspicuous you look, but I think it's also supposed to be, like, how nimble you are, right? So we have medium for guys, light for Joseph, light for loyal, and what about X you? X is going to do light as well. Now let's get to the engagement roll. Exciting stuff. We're going to uh, do good, right? Of course. <laughs> we always um, do good. First, is the mission bold? No. No. You guys don't think this is bold? We're kind of I mean, double-crossing the people who are giving us all of this insane help. That well, seems I mean, kind of bold. That's bold less, to me. It's less bold than jumping in a burning building, but you know what? You're right. <laughs> I don't know. I would, I I would say it is bold. It's bold to uh, steal the Krabby Patty recipe? Okay, sure. But, <laughs> yeah, it is also especially complex. That is true. Yeah, That's true. Um, so you're back down to 1D base. Yes. Uh, does the tactic exploit vulnerabilities? I would say yes. You are. Mm -hmm. You have a cover. They are not, you know, you have a good cover. Um, and they are not expecting you to have a spy robot with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're not expecting something from inside. They are, they are hardened against an attack from outside, and you've already gotten in. So that's takes up the 2D. Does the squad have external support? Not really. Unless you want to do a flashback or something, but... I... Yeah. Especially not for this segment of the mission. Yeah. No. Um, and is anyone interfering with the mission? Yes. Uh-oh. Someone uh -oh. is. Um, and squad tears. <laughs> Why you gotta so. tell us like that? <laughs> uh, so I, I think, unfortunately, you are going to be at 1D. Oh, man. Can we all right. fortunate about Argue that? Argue our Roll dice it. up at all. No, we can't. Uh, okay. You could... You can. There are flashbacks in this system. If you want to, like, say you have a contact that somehow could help you with this, or do a flashback where it's like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what you does Hex have a contact here in bureaucracy world? Oh, also, just so uh, you remember, your the sparrows are with you. Your scouts, they are dressed down to look just like, I don't know, like inspectors, but mm -hmm. they have they have gear like stashed. And he has a colleague, but I don't know if. It would be, he would be here. Make a new so. one up right now. The sparrows might, well, we could just make it up. Yeah, you can flashback and like spend stress to be, do something like, I know a guy on the inside. At least I think that's how you can do it. Right, why is that? That's a thing. I, so it is, see, here's the problem. I've read a lot of these uh, forged in the dark style systems and some of them put class specific restrictions on what kind of flashbacks you're allowed to do but i don't know that this one does and i don't see it There's in any not. of the playbooks so i think yeah you basically can it's like blades in the dark where you can basically flashback to well, i mean you can flashback for literally anything that is feasibly possible but then colin gets to decide how much stress it costs. Like if it's something really okay. ridiculous or complex or costs a lot of stress and sometimes how effective it is might require a role uh, that you do like right now. All right. Then high level, and I feel like this fits the playbook, or, uh, is what if Hex knows <laughs> the receptionist <laughs> they were nice 
And uh, now Hex just kind of has a high-level overview of the layout of the place already since sure. the artillery show. Great. Uh, so I'm going to say you have to roll Consort. All right. Um, just to determine oh. how that goes. Hex is good at that. And it's going to cost you one stress to just even make this roll. All right. Added. Great. Um, consort. And partial success. You get a five. Yeah. Um, which I think in this case... It's fine. You 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 get what you're looking for. You get. She does not give you like digital plans or anything, but she loves to talk and she tells you all about the layout and is like talking about you like put it together after she complains about work and like how like the tech guys are always want to go to the server room but they never update their clearance, so she has to like go to the office manager and get him to let them in. And so you know where the server room is. It is somewhere near the middle of the facility. Um, it is off of the main factory floor, kind of out of the way. It's actually pretty quiet, and there's not a lot of security on it because um, the process to get into the plant is so rigorous. It's almost only people flying in, um, except for the workers. So um, you know that All now. Right. So you're going to get another D, so you'll have 2D. Thank you, Christine. Okay, so who wants to roll the two, two dice? Mm, I shouldn't do it. My my luck for these sorts of things is absolutely cursed. It should probably be somebody else. I'm feeling lucky. I'm feeling lucky. Okay. Oh, he's pushing yeah. it. Holy oh, is that a critical? Oh, oh, fuck. Okay. Let's wow. fucking go. Oh my yeah. god. Let's have <laughs> Harold do all our roles now. Another clutch like... critical. So, uh, you are going to start in a controlled position. Uh, you are going to start with the question mark, question mark, question mark clock with zero ticks in it out of six. <laughs> That's great. That's um, helpful. And so, I mean, th this is the scene. You're, you are, I guess, led to your rooms uh, basically immediately. Um, but tell me how you want to be set up. Like, What's your ideal situation here, folks? Because you're going to get what you want. Um, I mean, I feel like basically we're kind of just rolling in and then the idea is to sort of make a show of inspecting things and then in such a way that we can get uh, Joseph as close to the server room as possible and then have him like start doing his infiltration. You basically tell the minder, like, can we inspect some things first? And she's like, sure, of course. Um, and you just walk around a little bit, make a show of it. And at some point, Joseph just peels off. I think mm -hmm. so. Unless anybody mm -hmm. else has any... Uh... And I am scanning the fuck out of everything that's near me with yeah the sonar map. I go into the facility because like how sonar works for me when I'm just like in my exopod floating around with the water around me is like this little like dish comes up out of my exopod from some flap somewhere and starts like spinning around this little like radar dish basically. <laughs> and I'm using my bio sonar to get a accurate as I can map of my surroundings and. Everything that's bouncing off the walls from my higher than human hearing, like clicks and whistles, so other people can't hear this, is <laughs> captured by my little spinning dish. And I'm sending that off to Joseph with some like tips. If we're in like communications somehow, if I'm able to communicate with him silently, I'm being like, ignore the weird artifact in this part of the tunnel. That <laughs> is wrong because I'm using this shit human technology. It actually looks like this. <laughs> I just imagined Loyal as a dolphin has like a different audible range than humans do. And so like Loyal thinks that it's not audible to humans, but really the mech just walks in and starts going. Ah! 
Sonar blasting. If it's big enough, maybe. The organs of a nearby fly. No more nearby flies. But yeah, uh, you do it. You you get this. You start inspecting. You know the minder is very patient. Doesn't even notice that Joseph leaves. Probably assumes it's just like a. (laughs) He's just like an autonomous assistant, not even like a person. And. Yeah, Joseph, you managed to to get away while they are doing this. Do you just make a beeline for the server room? Yeah, I'll probably use the map that I got, but finding the best entry point and get in through there that we got from our info. Sure. Uh, you arrive at the server room, and there is someone in front of it. There is a security officer, which is not part of the plan. Uh, he looks very bored. Um, but you know he's sitting there. He has like a um, like a sidearm, like a basic baton. But it looks like this guy never gets any action. He's like just so bored, like reading a magazine, just sitting uh, in front of the door. What do you do? Okay, that's the most dangerous kind of security guard. <laughs> uh, is there any other way inside the place, like through a vent or something? You could give me a survey, and see if you find anything. Alternatively, loyal could give a survey. Since you are sending this, yeah, that might be better. Yeah, I'll tell loyal that there's a guard in front of the place, and there might be if if maybe there's a better place way to get in. Yeah, let's. How far away for are we from each other right now? You might have to. I mean, it's going to be you're controlled right now. You're in a control position. It'll be controlled standard. Um, I think you can manage to like just trail off a little bit since you rolled so well. You're getting a lot of wiggle room here. You just walk around towards the corner, which maybe is like on the other side of the wall from Joseph, mm-hmm. and you can try to map things out. Yeah, I imagine I get my little distress call from him. I'm like, okay, I'll try to get a better map. Give me a minute to float over there. So, am I still in controlled position? You are. Do you want to push yourself and for an extra dice? Standard? Nah, this is survey. We're not pushing ourselves yet. Okay. Partial hmm. success. Nice. Let's go. Um, so I'm going to give it to you, but I'm going to tick a tick of this clock. Yeah, you survey, and you immediately discover there are some cooling vents that lead into the server room to cool it off. Um, they're accessible from a utility closet just a little bit behind where Joseph is. So if he can get in there, get in the vents, and crawl through, which, you know, he's pretty flexible, so he can probably do that, he'll be able to get in there without noticing anything or being noticed. Awesome. Duck the security card. Go for the vents. Going for it. Going for the utility closet to get into the vents. Sure. Uh, you get into the utility closet. You know, easy. It's unlocked. There's some cleaning supplies. Mm-hmm. You climb up some racks, and you get in the vent. And I think I'm not going to make you roll the prowl because you're just crawling through a vent, and I think it's pretty easy. And you're mm-hmm. going to roll off of Sunlith's roll, and you get in actually i do need a prowl because it's going to determine something okie dokie still in the control position though just so you know yes kaklunk is the sound of the robot in the vent oh i shouldn't have said that i shouldn't have clunked him so that's two ones it begins no Um, so i'm gonna give you i'm gonna take this clock again and i'm going to put you in a risky position now instead of controlled great um, because you come up to the grate and you like look into the room and there's someone in here there's this person (laughs) wearing like 
it looks like a uniform, but it's kind of in the hastily unzipped. And they have a backpack. And they are plugged into the server rack right now, doing something. And you don't know what it is. Shit. Do they see me? No, they do not see you. Because of my ones? Yeah. Um, he's the only one in here? He's the only one in here. And then there's the security guard still outside the door. Okay. Uh, well, if he's plugged in, he's distracted, I assume. He's like... Yes, he is. Looking through files and stuff. I guess mm -hmm. I'll drop down next to him and uh, see if he wakes up then. Sure. You, like, make a show of it. Just, like, make sure he hears you. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, let's come back to the others briefly. Um, so you guys ha are exploring the floor. It's been pretty boring. The minder has been just filling you in on things as you pretend to look around, telling you, you know, the clusterists, they think that we've been dumping into their water supply, but that's not factual. There's no proof of that. But they're very angry, and it's very scary for all of us. That's rough. <laughs> 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 um do you are you guys trying to do anything i don't know what you would do but you are here geist is just kind of i mean he's just kind of standing around he's just playing the part of like bored guy who's there for security reasons which is very easy because he is extremely bored but yeah i don't know what really we can get from these guys unless we want to like pick this dude's brain for any information on the clusterists or the plant or anything you could also that... i think the minder is also being like you know we need to really get you to the meeting it's this kind of urgent <laughs> we just wants like... out of his fucking sight <laughs> wow this i mean i'm being fascinating bit of piping here <laughs> am i being called back to the main group now after my detour to the dolphin yeah bathroom? i think i think you're you're free to do it no one really interrogated you there dolphin bathroom um, but yeah, she is pushing for you to move. This is going to have to be either you go with her or you have to resist somehow by swaying her, for instance. Mm. Uh, can we try a sway to stay around a little bit? Yeah, you can try a sway. What do you say? What's around us? Is there like something noteworthy that Hex can point to and be like, whoa, is that a, you know, that thing? Like acting all fascinated. Oh, you mean the vent manifold. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed. manifold? Well, sorry, we used to have these at, at the uh, at the warehouse. I would. Uh, yes, tour. and uh, I assure you that the safety paint uh, it wore off today. We're actually replacing it later this afternoon, and she she chuckles nervously. Oh, Can shit. I roll. That's <laughs> yeah. a fumble. Get, get get her ass. She fucking let slip. That safety paint is not up to standard. All right, come on, Hex. Oh wait, why is that a failure? Yeah, that should not be a failure. That's a four. She's mad. Wait, do you have a zero in Sway? <laughs> I have zero. What? Oh, I should have oh. swayed. Fuck. Well, Son of a bitch. <laughs> you had a good Sway. I was going to I just assumed I you were good at it. I feel cheated. Yeah. Uh, guy's guy. He's just kind of standing around. So I'm going to give you one tick of the clock. And <laughs> since I am, have moved you to a risky position here, um, she says, as you know, we have one week to correct that after it's inspected. So I think it's best you just go to the meeting. She smiles at you saccharinely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Shooter>. Hex, is, <laughs> Hex keeps it together. His uh, love for OSHA compliance <laughs> is overridden by her persuasiveness. <laughs> the meeting we go, I guess. Making a mental note to go talk to Hex later and teach him how to sway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you move off the factory floor and into like some back hallways, and are moved towards the meeting room. And we'll switch back to Joseph. You plop down 
in this room and like this person yanks a cord out of the computer and like turns around you and says oh um hey what who are you i'm gonna hold my hands up to show that i'm not holding anything against this guy and i say i assume you and i are looking for the same thing um he seems a little confused but says yeah sure well uh, he's going to walk a little closer. What have you found? Uh, you know, these people are up to a lot of bad things. Right? And he's kind of probing you a little bit. Uh, Joseph oh, <laughs> Breeze. Uh, he says, that is why I'm here, to get some dirt on some bad people. If you could make a duplicate of what you found... It would further both of our causes. That is going to be a sway. I have a zero in sway. I'm going to pull a Brian. You can, you can, <laughs> you can push yourself. You can push yourself for a die. You can also, I believe you can get both. Correct me if I'm wrong, Wyzak, but I believe you can also ask for, yes, you can. You can push yourself for two stress, which gives you another die, and or accept a collateral die, which is, I tell you a condition, like, I'm going to tick this clock again, and you get another dice, which would bring you up okay. to 2D. Uh, I'll push myself. Do you want the collateral die? No, it's okay. I don't want to do that to everyone. All right. Uh, so you're going to roll 1D. Oh, there That's you go. Trailer. Oh, no, um, they hate robots. There's only one die. Fuck. Might I suggest uh, violence? I don't know why <laughs> I was trying to do this. I'm going to wait until, like, Colin says. I won't interrupt you, Colin. And he says... Let's do your thing first. He says... It's good to know so they sent me reinforcements, buddy. And he slaps you on the shoulder. And he pulls, he like jacks back in, and he pulls out a flash drive and hands it to you and says, here you go. And I'm ticking the clock twice. I feel like I know what this clock is, and it's on the cusp of activating. Hmm. I'll just say, do you think <laughs> I could actually get my own information just to be safe? <laughs> oh, you want to? I get it. I get it. Yeah, Join with you. Go ahead. All right, yeah, sure. I'll sit right next to him and uh, plug in. Get what I need to get. Two boys. Do, 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 do. Oh, you enter into the digital realm. Uh-oh. No. 5,000 years in hell. I'm burning. <laughs> Poorly rendered 90s 3D. Um, yeah, you're in. There's not, there is some security in this system, uh, but you're a digital being. You can handle it. Do you want to roll and engine? Let me look at your skills. I honestly forget what skills are. I don't have engineer. Um, I have I interface. Would... Interface is good. I think that'd be a, a perfect role for this. Yeah, do I think want... interface is better. Yeah, do you want to post yourself or use a collateral die? I have, I have two in interface, so I think I'll be okay. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Oh, there no, you go. do it. Um, yeah, you get in there. Um, and you find it easily. It's like titled Incandescium Recipe. Do not share. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're like, like oh, okay. Uh, and you, you pull it off. Um, and since you succeeded, I'll also say you do um, get some information about what this person next to you is doing. And what they have been doing is they have been disabling um, outgoing communications for this facility. As well as copying the database. Okay. I guess that's not an issue for us. 
you know what? I guess guy? I'll let him live. Scurry off outside the vent. Before you leave, he like <laughs> asks, like, hey, I mean, um, you seem useful. Do you want to, like, stay in touch? Sure. <gasps> What's your oh, number? Fuck. Sure. And he, <laughs> he, he gives oh, you, man. like, a fucking, like, his number. His, like, his personal cell, like, his signal, basically. His, like, encrypted messaging yeah. app. Um, his name, his name is Glass Newlane. It's crazy how Joseph immediately proved everybody's beliefs about how he can't be yeah. trusted. 100% <laughs> correct. Joseph becomes a terrorist. Um, I like I'm gonna, battle. I'm gonna whip out my blade, and, uh, I'm gonna flip it in the air and catch it, knife in my hand, with a handle towards him, and I say... I guess I won't be needing this. And I wink at him, and I'm giving him the knife. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Wow. okay. Oh, this is sure. like um, so This is good. This yeah, is good. Uh, mark, mark a knife, a blade or two on your load. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have, yeah, you give it to him, and he says, whoa, is this, uh, do you take this off like a dead soul union soldier or something? This is sick. It's <laughs> personal. I hope you give it some respect. He winks again. <laughs> what, what do I uh, what do I call you? Call me Joseph. All right, Joseph. You know, uh, hey, I'll see you around. Talk to you later. Of course. I'm going like, to fly up into the vent again. <laughs> he like shakes his head and he's like, that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're doing some corporate espionage. You, you come in, a robot says hello to you. Uh, plugs into a computer and then leaves after giving you a knife. That's uh, that's an interaction. <laughs> I like that. Adam oh, decides to ask one question and save the man's life. <laughs> what, have what have you uh, done? I think, I think that's a very interesting development. I like that. Yeah, um, this is great. So the rest of you are in a meeting with the uh, head of security at this facility. Um, he is just giving you the rundown. Basically everything you've heard before. There are these clusterous uh, who are causing havoc, they're camping somewhere in the forest. Um, they don't know exactly where, so they want your help to flush them out and then basically serve as a deniable asset to wipe them out and then just come back in. You know, the Soul Union will make a cover-up about it. And, you know, a little quid pro quo. Um, and the head of curious says, okay, um, any questions? Uh, I guess, uh, guys, like, do we have any sort of estimation on there? Uh, full-scale combat capabilities or what sort of defensive emplacements they might have. Well, here. And he, he pulls up like a little diagram and shows you that they don't know exactly what they are. They haven't seen any like heavy-duty stuff from them. Uh, it's also, it's been mostly firebombs with people like sneaking in, uh, blowing up their like external, fuck, what's it called? External infrastructure, like the conveyor belts, stuff like that. They don't really think they're a big threat at all. Um, they think they do, are associated with the clusterists, but um, it should be pretty easy to wipe them out once you find them. You know, they, they probably don't have any frames or anything like that. Okay. Joseph, where do you head after you get the information? Are you heading back to the, the group? Yeah, I'll walk back. Sure. Uh, you notice when you, like, get back into the hallway, the security guard is gone. <laughs> any blood? Oh, that rascal. <laughs> did what um, I couldn't do. No blood at all. And yeah, I'm going to come back to Joseph because there's actually, I don't really have much more for the scene with meeting this guy, as you may have told, uh, judge from what I've yeah. been saying. Um, but Joseph, you hear a series of whistling noises as missiles impact into the side of the building. 
Each is followed by this terrible drilling noise as the projectiles bore through the walls. Then, and you see this happening right in front of you on the factory floor, the missiles burst, filling the room and adjacent hallways with this sickly yellow gas. The room is filled with a terrible noise, screaming mixed with choking, as employees stagger into the hallways where you are, clawing at their throats, with their coughs getting trapped inside of them as their airways close shut. They collapse to the ground in front of you, seizing, their eyes bulging and bleeding. As you witness this, you begin to hear gunshots outside of the facility. And with that, the clock is filled. And we're going to end there for today. See you guys next time. (laughs) 